We're going to do something a little bit different with our prayer time this morning. And I just wanted to say, first of all, how wonderful it is to see Richard and Carol here, that we've been praying for both of you and for your families over the last little while. And um, just when I was out putting the children into their different groups, I was reminded that God wants each and every one of us here, that there's a wholeness and there's a fullness when we're all here together. So we welcome you back and just continue to pray that the Lord will strengthen your body, Richard, and heal your body from the inside out. That's what God's always doing, isn't it? It's always from the inside out. Um, And just know that we're so glad that you're with us again. And the same with John. Where are you, John? Nice to see you up there. That we're praying for you and just really trusting that you'll sense the Lord's presence in your life. Um, in a really personal, deep way over these next few months as well. I'm out of breath because I'm pregnant, so (laughs) not nervous, just pregnant. This morning we're going to do something a little bit different with our prayer time and um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get to church in such a rush and I feel like I've forgotten to give the Lord the day before I've come together as a group and as a church family. So I'm going to lead us in um, just a series of different topics that you might want to just be resting in the Lord in, seeing what he's wanting you to lift up to him, being open to the moving of his spirit, putting names into your mind and into your heart, people who you can lift up to him and um, intercede for as well. It's one of the beautiful privileges that Jesus gives us is that opportunity to participate in um, what he's doing in the world through his Holy Spirit speaking to us. So would you join me? Don't be scared of the silence and um, just let the Lord move and lead you. Father, we thank you that you are in all and through all and above all, that you are drawing everything in all of creation to its fulfilment in Christ. Thank you that you've given us this life to live. Lord, often our thoughts need to be awakened to your Holy Spirit. So, Spirit, speak to us. We lift up those who are closest and nearest and dearest to us. We lift up our families, our neighbours, those we know and love. We pray for those we know who are sick, who are struggling in their earthly bodies, in their earthly minds. We pray for your healing hand to be upon them. That they may know your peace. We pray for those in our church family. We thank you for the leadership of this church, the leadership of this movement that we're part of. We pray that your will would be done in this place, that your name would be lifted high and honoured and that you would mature us 
as your believers and your people here. We thank you for this community of Blackwood and the surrounding suburbs and the places where we live, the people that we interact with. Lord, may your light shine in us and through us. Father, help us to make a difference. We pray for those who feel disconnected and lonely. Lord, please bring to mind people who you want us to draw nearer to and interact with and share our lives with. And Lord, we thank you for this beautiful country that we live in. We pray for the Aboriginal people, Indigenous people who live locally to us and in Adelaide and across Australia. Thank you for their rich history and heritage and connection with the land. We pray for our government of Australia, for our state leaders and our local council. Lord, may your name be lifted up in this nation. Lord, we pray for ongoing situations of tension and war throughout the world. We lift up the people of Syria to you, who have had years and years of ongoing hardship. We pray for the millions of people who are displaced from their homeland, who have had to flee out of desperation and fear. We pray also for the situation in Iran and the heightened tensions there at the moment. We pray, Lord, that diplomacy would be the course of action, that you give great wisdom to the leaders who are negotiating and navigating all of those tensions. We thank you that above all, you are in control, just as we've sung this morning. You're not oblivious to what's happening in your world. Help us not just to trust you with a blind faith, but to seek you and your will in our lives and beyond. 
We pray that we would live lives that honour you. We commit all of these people and situations on our hearts and our minds to you. Knowing that you are a good and faithful God. We pray all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. It's nice, isn't it, every now and then just to be still? I think as human beings we tend to rush and go, go, go. Um, God planned and designed for us to rest one day a week. I think he knows us better than we know ourselves. (laughs) And it's really important that we do remind ourselves to be still uh, and rest and acknowledge him uh, before we then go, go, go again. (laughs) Well, the last three weeks we've been... Uh, talking about doing life together. And uh, I mentioned at the very start of the series that today would be a day of sharing uh, where people from the congregation would uh, be able to give a testimony, a story, good news story about how being part of a life group has really impacted them. And my hope and for that was that it's not just me, but you can hear from other people about the benefits of getting together and connecting uh, with one another. And so today's going to be a bit of a, a baton change with the microphone as different people get up to share uh, and as I share a few other thoughts around life groups. Um, but to start with, I'm going to get Trevor straight up off the bat. Trevor was the first one to respond, so he was very keen, so I thought you'd be the first one up. How's that? Thank you. Great. Thank you. Cell groups, life groups, home fellowships. Um, it's just church by another name. I wouldn't be a Christian today, you know, 55 years after, as a young teenager giving my heart to Jesus. I would not be today without that secret weapon in God's armour. You probably all know what I mean. Um, well, I'll give an example. Like, uh, we used to have these every Saturday mornings, one in ten groups. It's just a cell group, really. So these group used to get together down the Bucklefield's place for a brilliant big breakfast and then by eight o'clock we're out at a site hammering away Gary you remember and uh, we'd go to this particular site I'll tell you about um, it was an, a person who just hoarded he had he was addicted to hoarding and you know pretty smiling you know what I mean <laughs> this place that we were at was like you could not believe it the street council couldn't do anything with it anyway so we went there five times in a row and um, after a while this young kid come out with a tray full of cold drinks, you know, and it's freshly cooked cookies and, you know, and uh, they were loving us going there. And the council provided a skip and we were just loading the skip and had to keep um, uh, going around behind the guys who owned it, you know. We had to keep going around there and put stuff back on the skip again because he'd, he'd pull it off, you know. So we're doing this, you know, time out of mind. Now, after about four or five visits, a guy pulls up at the front in his car and he winds the window down. And where are you guys from? This is 
brilliant and he's raving and I'm going, oh, oh just a local church. He goes, really, who's your pastor? And I put it at Dave Bland. He goes, him with the boots and the shorts? And I go, yeah, yeah, it's, that's Dave. He goes, wow, oh, I, I always wanted to be a, and then he used the word, pastor one day, you know. I was always going to be a, and, and I went, oh, he's wrapped. He says, this is the best thing that happened down our street for a long, long time. So God's got a secret weapon going on here about, and we used to love doing it anyway. Uh, and there's other examples. I, you, you should talk to my eldest daughter. She went to Potter's Home Fellowship and Philia was such a support to her uh, during her years. You can hardly say it, actually. It's just so impacting. 15, how long ago, Dave? 10, 15 years ago? Would have been about that. It was a long time that she just went there and gave a testimony, and, but they just loved her, you know, and that strengthened her at a time that she'd just made a new... She was coming to church, but she was not staying in church that long, you know. She, she was going out the mid-church, and I've probably been going three minutes, haven't I? Oh, I'll, 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 I've been started looking at my notes, right? <laughs> well, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but she, you made such an impact, uh, uh, Dave and Judy, and, uh, and, and Philia, just keeping track of her life and not, not doing anything. It was church, really. Um, so, well, when I saw your photo of uh, you and your mates in Seraph's Cole the other week, this is my, this is my home group. I'm going, gee, how'd that work, you know? Twice a week, sing songs and, and, and read Spurgeon's morning and evening. Couldn't. How could you do better than that as young men, right? You know, that's church. Um, uh, I'm not going to go any further because it's just, I'll read a scripture. That's what I'll do. Um, um, yeah. Oh, well, I'll say three things. Accountability, connection and growth. Accountability, connection and growth. That's the best, the best thing you get out of life groups. People tell you where you're wrong, but nicely. Um, you connect with them and you connect with Jesus and, and you get a lot of growth out of that. Um, so I'll read a scripture, then I'll finish, I think. Let us consider, it says in Hebrews, how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together um, at the Bucklefields for breakfast, you know, before one in ten, as some are in the habit of doing, but let's encourage one another and all the more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. That's a really good scripture. That really fires you up. That's good for me. Thanks. Thanks so much, Trev. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, one, of the, one of the things I love about these sorts of mornings is uh, when Joe and I first uh, started coming to this church, we were blown away uh, by the honesty and the realness of people that would be willing to get up and actually share their hearts. Um, it's a difficult thing to do, yet that's what church is, isn't it? Uh, we're, we're all in this together. Uh, no one is perfect. Um, but to be able to actually just come and even shed a few tears and actually sh share what's deep and meaningful and personal to you just makes such a difference uh, to the body of believers. And so, Trevor, you did that just then. Thank you. So we had talked uh, earlier on in the year about life groups when we had our Vision Sunday. And we, I just keep putting this up before you because I'm really excited about the fact that uh, we, we mentioned there's a few areas in the life of the church that we've identified that we really feel need strengthening. And our connections with one another in, in small group activity was one of those. 
And so hence the desire to do a bit of a series on, on life groups. But not only life groups, but other areas in the life of the church. Can I just say, it's been such a, a wonderful blessing to actually see people uh, rising up, people saying, hey, I've got this gift, I've got this skill, I can be used in this area. And it's really wonderful to actually start seeing this vision being outworked and life groups being one of them. So we talked about uh, doing life together and life being about learning, influence, fellowship and experience. And as actually uh, said last week, maybe the E could be about eating. I think that's very important when we're doing life together, that we're eating together. Because actually the verse that we talked about in uh, Acts that we've actually been basing this on we talked about the teaching. They've been devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. We talked about those two things. But we haven't actually mentioned breaking bread and to prayer. Now, it would be really wonderful if life had a silent P on it as a word. Because I think to, to, say, to talk about life groups and not talk about prayer, I think is actually uh, being a, a bit amiss. Because part of being part of a life group and connecting with one another is the privilege of praying. The privilege of actually physically laying hands on one another and knowing uh, what is happening in each other's lives and being there alongside and speaking words of life and speaking words of prayer into one another's situations. I think in this uh, day and age that we live in, May, you know, prayer requests come out or people will mention something and we, and we do this thing in Christian circles where it's like uh, you know, we do the emoji praying hands or uh, hey I'll pray for your brother or brother or sister uh, and then we go away and perhaps sometimes forget about it or we'll just say a few words but one of the privileges of being in a life group is actually being present and being physically right there being able to lay hands and actually be praying for one another. It's a really wonderful thing, and it's, it's a privilege, and it's a blessing to not only the people who get prayed for, but you as a, as a disciple and a follower of Jesus. As you see uh, the gifts and the words that are, God is giving you, and the way that God is actually then ministering through you, is a wonderful thing. So did want to mention uh, prayer. And our next little testimony uh, is from Kerry. Now, you'll notice that Kerry's not here. Both Kerry and Marion put their hands up to do a, a little testimony, but then both during the week realised that they're on kids' ministry. So <laughs> that didn't work out too well. But Kerry would really wanted to, to say something uh, to the congregation about her involvement in a life group. And so she's done a little video for us, for us to be able to um, hear what she has to say about life groups. Hi, it's Kerry. Um, sorry I can't be with you in person today, but I'm across the way with the kids. Um, I just want to give a personal testimony about my experience with life groups. Um, as you can hear from my accent, I am not local. I'm from South Africa and having immigrated from South Africa four and a half years ago, um, when we first came, it was really daunting. Um, and I felt like an outsider 
in in a country in a country that I didn't know. We had visited Australia twice, and unfortunately, in our trips to Brisbane and Sydney, got faced with some quite rude people and all the rumour mills back home were saying oh Australians don't like South Africans because they steal their jobs so when we first arrived here I was very nervous to be here I did feel like an outsider and any one of you might feel like an outsider it could be for other reasons not only coming from a new country but maybe you just feel an outsider to the church environment as well and um, it was so bad, I, even when I went to Coles, I wouldn't speak just in case someone recognized my accent and knew I wasn't from here. Um, but having jo joined the church family showed me how completely wrong I was with that. And especially in joining a life group, I straight away joined the women's fortnightly life group that's that meets um, during the term time. Um, and have such beautiful friends from there, made such close connections and still friends with a lot of them today. That home group is run by Jess and Kathy, so speak to them if you are interested, but really have formed deep friendships and ones that I'll never look back on. And like I say, we've only ever attended this church. It, it's our second family. We feel so welcome here. And if you feel like you're on the outside, I really encourage you to join a life group because it, it makes you feel like you're part of the family. Fantastic. And she texted me um, after she sent that through and she said, make sure you say, because I didn't say it on the video, that one of the best things about being part of this life group is that we get to pray for one another. And um, that's a real blessing to Kerry and a real blessing to anyone who participates uh, in a life group, that blessing of praying for one another. Now, <clears throat> another uh, important aspect or benefit of life groups is that we are the body of Christ and God has given each and every one of us gifts and the thing about the way we structure a Sunday morning is that uh, a lot of those uh, gifts and ministry opportunities uh, are by the person out the front let's be honest one of the benefits of being part of a life group is that you can actually exercise those gifts and actually participate in ministry and God actually use you in, uh, and work through you uh, in, a, in a smaller uh, environment. So it's not just about uh, the person out the front, but as we all bring our gifts and as we all bring our talents, as we all bring what God has empowered us with, we can actually be used by him to a greater effect uh, as we gather weekly, fortnightly, monthly, whatever it is, and minister to one another. And I had a, uh, a great conversation with Jim on the, on the phone and he had a story about how he participated uh, in a in a home group, and how God used him in a miraculous way. So I'm going to get Jim up to share that story. Good morning. Uh, 
I'm a reluctant uh, witness this morning. Um, I read, I heard Sam's invitation last week and read the email asking for people to to share and uh, I decided I didn't want to and I didn't have anything that I wanted to share. However, I woke up uh, probably Monday morning or Tuesday morning and before I could think of anything, the Holy Spirit impressed upon me of uh, something that had happened many years ago and I thought, oh, that's not relevant today. But remembering that uh, God is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow, I changed my mind. So I rang Sam and so, forgive me if you're going like this but I can't see you. Um, okay, so 40 years ago, it is relevant today, I can see that now. 40 years ago, um, we were in an Anglican church at Meningi, country town, and that was a large parish, Karunda, Taylor Men, Meningi, and down towards Keith. So it was covered hundreds of miles. And we had, uh, I'm not going to name the priest uh, for obvious reasons, he decided to have a home fellowship group. We all had to come from the different towns and meet at Taylor Men. So that was quite a trip for everyone. Okay, so now I need to go slightly sideways. Lynette and I read an article in the uh, advertiser that a man called Ted Whitesall was having meetings in, in Adelaide and the article was very critical about him because he um, would always put a plate uh, at the beginning of the meeting, a plate with some money in it, encouraging people to put money in. And he was getting lots and lots of money for, for what was going on. Ted Weiss was a big, a great big fat man from America and he was a freelancer. He just had come on his own bat out to Australia and, and he claimed he had a healing ministry. And uh, he actually, um, I've forgotten the right word, but anyway, he concentrated on lengthening legs. And we decided to go and find out what this all was about. So we went to Adelaide, came to Adelaide. It was pouring with rain. Got, it was somewhere in Unley um, at someone's house, a Christian's house, and they'd built a big tin shed at the back of the house and where they were having meetings. We had no idea where we were, but we went in amongst all these strange people and sat in, in chairs. That was always in the room, in chairs, and sat in this shed and um, Ted appeared and uh, was introduced and went straight about his business of asking people to do what they want to have uh, their legs lengthened or he would pray for all kinds of things. So he began to pray for people and it seemed like people were having their legs lengthened but I was very, very, um, I, I didn't really believe what was going on. It just looked all wrong to me. And then he asked a young woman who had a neck brace on and had broken her neck and had to wear this forevermore, which she liked him to pray for. So she got up and all he said was, take your brace off and you'll be healed. <laughs> so once again, I was most sceptical about all this. So at the end of the meeting, we walked out and it was still raining. We went outside and walked along the road and it was raining, I think, Lynette, still raining. And this young lady and her mother, who'd come with her, 
we were, they only saw her on the road in front of us and she was leaping and dancing in the road and shouting out, we were 20 hours behind, shouting out how she'd been healed. And I had to rethink about all this at that very moment. Right, going back to Meningi. So short, the next few days I went up to Salomon with the priest and a couple of other folk and there were probably eight or ten people at the Home Fellowship meeting Taylor Ben. This was a, one of the first times I'd ever been to a meeting like that and they were all, most of those were strangers to me. So the priest said um, at one point, he said, has anyone got anything they'd like to share? So I thought, I've got something to share. So I began to share about um, what had happened and I didn't say anything about me being sceptical, I just shared what had happened. This chap was healing legs and, and about the young lady and when I mentioned healing, lengthening legs, one of the other the ladies present shouted out and said, so-and-so's got a short leg. And one of the other ladies said, oh, well, let's pray for it. And so they were all talking. I'm wondering what's going on. So they said, yes, we'll pray for her leg. And so I said to the so the priest, well, well you, you pray for, I didn't even know the lady, you pray for so-and-so. And he said, no, you know all about it, you pray for her. So, so I was actually terrified because that's the last thing I wanted to do. And I kind of tried to get him to pray and he, no, he said, you pray. So I said, well, okay, well, this is what he does. He gets the chair, and so you sit in the chair, and so she sat in the chair. I said, and then he kneels down before you, and he gets hold of your legs, and he straightens them to see how short it is. And I got her to, and he, oh, and take your shoes off. So she took her shoes off, and I said, now, I'll take your legs and straighten them. And when I did, I, I hated what I saw was at least an inch short the right leg. It was at least an inch short, so... I was terrified. I didn't know what to do. So I shut my eyes and I shut my eyes and said, Father, heal this leg. And there were screams of, from all the people and I opened my eyes and the leg was totally lengthened and they were parallel in that split second and all these people had seen that happen and they were, they, they were stunned and I was, I didn't know what to think. <laughs> so, so out of all that, I can see how wonderful home fellowships are. That was right at the beginning of this particular home fellowship and this was not charismatic. Uh, Jesus wasn't talked about as the healer or this wasn't going on in this home fellowship meeting. And God did that and I learned, from there I began to learn many, many things. And the other beautiful thing is, think how, how wonderful that was for all of those people present who were standing, gathered around and saw that happen at that instant, that was a beautiful miracle for them to see and I'm sure their lives were never the same again. Thanks, man. Amazing story. When he told it to me, the dialogue between the priests, you pray for him, no, you pray for him, no, you pray for him, no, you pray for him. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, can we just go back to the PowerPoint? Um, in, in Romans... Uh, and this this just goes to that to that point 
that I was making earlier and, and why I got uh, Jim up to share that story. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. And I truly believe that as I look around the room and look at all your faces, I really believe that God, in his grace, has given us all different gifts for doing things well. Um, Sometimes when I think about this body analogy, if I'm honest, I feel like I'm just the little... uh, little pinky nail uh, in comparison to some of the the many uh, men and women of faith here uh, in our congregation. Uh, And yet, uh, as I said earlier, if if a church is built around one person or it's built around a personality, uh, if that person falls or if that person leaves, then the, the church falls flat. But if the church is built around everyone's gifts and everyone participating and everyone joining in, then it really doesn't matter what happens to the pastor uh, because the body is at work and, you know, the little nail can fall off and, it's, and the body still functions. And uh, as, as uh, Joe and I were talking about life groups, even before this whole uh, series started, Joe had a picture uh, in her mind, uh, and I'll get her to share it, and so I'm going to get her up to share that in regards to life groups. <laughs> He said, if you can get up. <laughs> he needs that finger. <laughs> um, just before I share about the, the picture that I felt the Lord gave me really clearly, I just wanted to speak to one of our largest demographics in our congregation, which is young families. And um, I think Sam and I try to be careful where possible not to feel as though there are things that just revolve around people who are in a similar stage of life to us and we really hope that um, everybody can glean something from what we talk about. But the reality when you think about small groups or life groups or anything else like that is that it can feel really tough when you've got a bunch of little kids to actually get out and commit to something. Number one, you're exhausted. Number two, somebody's left at home looking after all of the kids. Or number three, you've got kids who are sometimes sick or ill. So we just wanted to say through all of this as well that we can really empathise with that. And sometimes there are stages and times of life where it's hard to commit to something regularly. And we really do understand that. But we're also seeking to think, and we have over the last couple of weeks, been talking about a couple of different options that might make it a bit easier for families to get together and for couples to be able to get together as well and be part of groups um, together. So we would love to hear from you if you've got creative ideas around that because sometimes it's just fellowship that we need. I was joking with somebody who I caught up with this week. Sometimes we just need to poke our head out of our own little trench and have a look at what's happening in someone else's trench before we get back down into our own trench for the rest of that week or that fortnight or that month. So just to acknowledge the challenges that can come with um, having a household of little children or children that need you through particular stages of life, whatever your family situation is, and that we would love to be able to help you to think creatively. So if 
please don't just think that it has to be a men's group or it has to be a women's group and there's not really anything in between or that's a variation of that. We're really wanting people to feel connected and to be able to share this part of life together as well and not feel isolated or lonely or as though some of those challenges of being a mum, being a dad, being a partner is too great. So just that's a little bit of a side note. I think we've got a picture. Did Sam find me a picture? Bees. Bees, bees, bees. <laughs> uh, when we were talking about life groups as being an area as part of our vision for 2019 and beyond, I said to Sam, I think it's all about bees. <laughs> and I have to say I've nagged him a little bit. I've said, I can get up and talk about the bee thing if you like. <laughs> and... Um, the reason that bees have kept coming to mind is the way that bees operate is quite incredible, absolutely mind-blowing, but particularly related to us and our spiritual journey and life groups, I really had this sense that each of those little cells in the honeycomb, they're all connected together and they've all got a different purpose. You might not know heaps about bees, but there are worker bees and the drone bees and there's the queen bee. But during that 21-day-ish life cycle, from a new little baby larvae right the way through to a fully grown bee, all the other bees have got roles to play. <laughs> They're all doing different things. They're either cleaning out the cells or they are nurturing and bringing food for the new little larvae that's growing or they are watching that development happen and protecting with a cap that is put over each of those cells as the little baby bee grows inside. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, do you know what? All of our different life groups are like those little cells. They look different, they've got different functions, they've got different stages, but they all are working to produce one thing, which is honey. And I felt like the Lord said, do you know what? All of these little life groups that you're talking about are producing something that is sweet, that is tasty, that is beautiful. Goodness me, the land that God had was a land full of milk and honey of all places. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, there is a richness that I want to bring out in the life of our church at Hills. There is a sweetness. There is something that is nutritious, that has even medicinal purposes and value to it as well and that I want to bring that out of these little cells and these little life groups that are all doing something different at a different stage of life they've all got a different function a different purpose but together God wants to bring something so beautiful and so sweet and something that honours him and that blesses other people have you ever seen a honeycomb lifted out and it's dripping with honey there's such an overflow of what the Lord wants to do within our groups, but spilling out of our groups into the community, into each other's lives. So that's my little honeybee thing. So hopefully that stays with you and that you would seek the Lord about where he might want you for your stage of life, for the people that he wants to connect you with. Might just be for a short time, might be for a long time. Um, but there you go, honey. Thanks, honey. <laughs> um, does anyone else, as Joe was sharing, I've got a, a number of other things I could say, but I just thought, 
Is there anyone else who's just feeling on their heart right now? Uh, who else has a story or a testimony, a sense of something that's happened in a, in a life group, an experience that would just really lift up uh, our hearts as we, as we share and finish off this series together? Is anyone else desperate to share something? G'day. I didn't prepare anything. I just um, um, while everyone was talking for you know sharing all the crazy awesome stuff that's happened, I had a I had a thought just about to speak to for the, for the men that are here. Does everyone know the the phrase toxic masculinity? Has everyone heard that phrase? Is everyone sick of hearing that phrase? The reality is. I think, there's, I think the reality is that a lot of the time when guys get together, particularly younger men, there can be a bit of that um, sort of poorly behaviour or there can be uh, attitudes that are um, kind of perpetuated from uh, generation to generation, older men to younger men, younger guys to boys, etc. And... I think um, recently went along to a uh, men's gathering that uh, Rob organised um, and the thing that stood out to me was just that when men get together in the church or when men, when Christian men get together, there's this really strong opportunity to start breaking some of those cycles, some of those, some of that interrupt the perpetuation of some bad behaviours, uh, talk about some things that, um, in a, sometimes in a safe uh, environment, to be able to talk about things that you've struggled with or to be able to, um, yeah, just revisit some attitudes, uh, get some input from, uh, from wisdom of uh, different men at different stages in their lives. And I think the church environment for that is, uh, is fantastic. So that was my only thought. Um, I just really appreciated what recently, um, you know, happened at the men's event. And, you know, when you bring people out from outside of that and they see something um, a bit different, you know, we're not, uh, there isn't that sort of kind of laddish behaviour or, talking about things that, you know, like, for example, I love my wife and I don't complain about my wife because there's nothing really to complain about a lot of the time. I'm the one who's a pain in the backside. So, I, you know, for, for, so, you know I, I, I hate, I often hate going to or hated going to the pub after work and talking to friends and all they did was whinge about their wives and carry on. And it's just nice to be able to get together with other men and not have that happen and know that there isn't this weird scenario of like, why don't you whinge about your wife? Or, you know, why aren't your kids a constant source of, uh, of pain that you need to whinge about all the time? Or, you know, so I just really like the men's group, that uh, the men's gathering that happened. Massive respect to Rob. Thank you for organising that. And, uh, yeah, so that was my thoughts about uh, a recent life group experience. Yeah, thanks, Soren. So, um, I'm going to skip through all of this stuff. Da, 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 da. Um, 
So, where to from here? You might be a, a guy and you're not connected uh, to either other guys or uh, to anyone else other than a Sunday morning. Uh, you might be a, a woman and say, same goes for you. Uh, you might be in a family and you've been part of separate life groups before where the guys get together or the girls get together and it's like, hey, let's come with our kids. Let's do this life together. Uh, wherever you're at, uh, may I encourage you, uh, as uh, Trevor encouraged in that uh, reading from Hebrews, to not neglect uh, meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And may I encourage you, uh, as many have come up to me uh, during this month of doing this series, really interested in really connecting. And another uh, great story, I was rung by someone who runs uh, one of our life groups, and she said, we had our biggest attendance that we've ever had last week. So isn't that wonderful? Isn't that fantastic? Will you uh, join with me as I, as I pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you uh, for the fact that you call us together. We thank you that we can declare that we are your family, that we are your children. And that, Lord, as your children and as your family, uh, we are connected to one another, just like those uh, bees in the, in the hive, that we all have our purpose and that we are all uh, working together to bring about your purposes and your mission and your uh, ways in this world. And, Lord, as we connect with one another and as we uh, share the goodness of who you are and what you've done in our lives, not only may that be a building up of our souls and our lives, uh, but as Soren said, may it also uh, spill out and reach out into our community uh, beyond these walls and may others see what you have done in us and may others be attracted to the life and to who you are and the fact that uh, life does have purpose and life does have meaning. And it just doesn't make sense when we do it alone and that when we do it ourselves, that we're designed to be in community and we're designed to be in connection with one another. So, Lord, we just pray that you would continue to, to work in our midst and uh, work in our hearts. And, Lord, if there's anyone here who so desires to be part of a group, we just pray that you uh, would just speak to their, their hearts even now uh, as we pray and that you would uh, give them confidence uh, to approach a group or to start a group, or to, to see someone about that. So, Lord, pray your, your blessing on this whole series, and Lord, ask that you'd have your way with it, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, uh, because of the time, I'm just going to close the service now. Um, so, thank you, everyone, for uh, coming this morning. Thank you for participating. Thank you for all those people who shared this morning. It's really wonderful to hear uh, different voices and different stories about what's happening, uh, not only in your lives, but in the life of the church. So uh, bless you as you go from here. I pray that you have a great week, and uh, we'll see you all again next week for our Mission Sunday.